What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of... Starring your hostess with the mostest, Mr. International. What is going on, everybody? Mr. International here. Oh, wow. Fuck, man. Ooh! (laughs) What a a weird few weeks. Uh, Last couple of days, especially. Of years, I'm just trying to always self-improve, and I really feel like, I don't know if I've taken a step back, but I just see how I'm, my body and my mind is reaction, or how they are, those two things are reacting to situations that are presenting themselves, and uh, I'm kind of disappointed because I was hoping I would be further along in life in terms of my ability to withstand the stresses or the stressors that arrive, but I can see I have work to do. Um, you know, I'm obviously talking and referencing uh, this thing, ongoing issue with my aunt who is dying. Uh, thankfully, I got to see her via FaceTime yesterday. I'm not sure how much time she has left, but, uh, you know, my if you listen to my podcast yesterday, I'm kind of in a fight with the stupid care facility because the idiots there won't fill in the paperwork to let me see her. And when I asked for a reason as to why they won't do it, All I got was a, well, no, we just don't do those things, even though their forms are literally created for them to do exactly that. Meaning um, the issue, just in case you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, is when you get to Canada, you have to self, you have to quarantine, uh, but they actually monitor you. And if you leave your quarantine, like your hotel within 14 days without permission, um, you can get fined a huge amount of money, like $750,000 or arrested six months jail and or arrested. So what they've done is they've at least given this, they've provided a form so that you can travel to Canada and leave quarantine in the narrow circumstance, exactly this narrow circumstance where you're visiting a family member whose death is imminent or you're going for a funeral. So what's been happening is they've given this care facility where my aunt is this permission slip, if you will, for them to sign so I can give it to the Canadian government for their approval. And these assholes at the care facility are just summarily saying, oh, we won't sign it. And they won't tell me why. And when I pushed them yesterday, they're like, well, we just like we don't uh, we don't sign people's tax returns. We don't sign this form. And it's like, bottom line is I was getting really frustrated yesterday. I really, I didn't notice at the time, but it was really like overwhelming me emotion, overwhelming me emotionally, because I think on top of that, I kind of was having flashbacks to when I lived in Canada and how anytime I wanted to do something small, I would get so much pushback um, for any little thing. It was hard to get things done in Canada. Um, I don't know if it's just because of all the laws there, because we have so many laws here in the States too, probably even more so here, or just, you know, part of me was starting to PTSD about is it just because I'm brown? Because I didn't back when I was younger, I didn't always want to, I didn't throw things, oh, I'm getting treated differently because I'm not white. And I kind of realize now, look, you know, trying to get things done there now, it's like, it's in the back of your mind. It's like, were, were my name John Doe, would they be just dismiss, so dismissive? So I had to put up a fight with them and they were completely wrong. And I knew, knew they were wrong. And they're like, no, don't even email us the law. I'm like, I'm going to email you guys the exact Canadian website, which says you guys have to find, sign these forms. It's for you to sign. Like, that's what they created them for, this exact circumstance. They're like, no, don't email us that. We're not going to look at it. And I'm like, fuck you guys. I sure am. And, you know, I think I'm smart enough. The reason I'm doing it is I'm putting down that paper trail is if I ever have to sue them, I can show, hey, look, I even sent them an email with the law and they still ignored me and deprived me of my rights. So it worked. 
And that's why they say when you come at the king, you best not miss. Um, because I'm not that meek voiced. I'm not that meek voiced guy that I used to be where I would take no for an answer and then just go walk away with my tail tucked between my legs. And I, my lesson to you guys, hopefully, is you shouldn't do the same. Find your voice. Speak up. Because um, if somebody's telling you no, fuck it. Fuck it. What do you got to lose by fighting with them a bit? I, and I, it takes a lot out of me. But anyways, guess what? The hospital called me this morning. They're like, ah, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, we're gonna, we got great news. We're gonna be filling in that form for you. And it's like, hmm, that's weird. Yesterday, you were just telling me to fuck off. And now you're, t you're calling me acting as though you're doing me a favor. Like, fuck you. They're like, oh, well, we checked with our legal team. And guess what? I let them have it. Still did it this morning when they called. I said, you know what? Just so you know, I don't appreciate yesterday's conversation at all. I'm like, you guys were so dismissive of me. You just simply said no and analogized filling in this one page form to filling in my tax return, which is a night and day difference. Like, you, and they're like, no, we didn't say that. We said we just needed to look into it. I said, no, you didn't. You literally just said, no, you're not going to fill it in. And I had to argue with you guys. And they're like, well, we had to check with legal, this and that. And I said, that's all you should have told me yesterday. I'm an attorney too. Like, all I needed to hear from you assholes was, like, they were on teleconference with me, like, the director and this and that. Like, I give a fuck about their titles. But I'm like... All yesterday, like somebody's dying. I'm a family member. All yesterday you had to do was say, okay, well, we haven't seen these forms before. Could you give us a minute to talk to our legal team? That's all you had to say. And so I, I told them that today. Like before I wouldn't even bring that stuff up, but I, I totally let them have it. And you know, if not just for me, for next time they want to fuck with people and be so dismissive when they have a family member dying or any situation, you know, go fucking do your homework. Because I even did their homework for them. So anyways, I guess you could call it a small win. But I, nobody wins, right? Because it's wasted energy. It wiped me out all day mentally. Like I ended up smoking some weed, which I don't like to do, but I did it to try to fight this anxiety. So I did it yesterday afternoon. I don't know how much it made me feel better because, you know, this shit really ruffles my feathers. And then, of course, when my feathers get ruffled, you know, it, it opens the door to the universe of these idiot clients calling. Um, so anyways... Waking up today, I'm feeling a lot better. I'm just going to keep my phone off. I mean, I talked to these idiots in Canada, but I'm just going to basically keep my phone off for the rest of the day. Uh, just going to maintain my mental peace, work on some of my own projects. And this podcast, which, man, I'm loving doing. I see our, our, our listenership growing and growing, and we're getting on more platforms day by day. So it's fun. It's fun. And I hope you guys can participate too um, because it's, it's, it's good to share the the shit that we each go through. So not just to vent, but to hopefully learn from each other's mistakes and to learn from each other's um, successes. Uh, yesterday, my success being, as although it took the fucking wind out of me, the success being that it, it's worth fighting sometimes because if you just buckle, if you just, you know, curl up into a ball and buckle yourself into the, the trunk of your car and wait for the wind to like tell you where to go next, you're just not going to achieve things. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate of also going where the wind takes you a little bit, but I'm also an advocate of when it matters, you do have to put up a bit of a fight. Um, now I don't think you should pursue things in life that are always going to be a fight, but in situations like this, where you know, you're right, uh, stand up for what's right. Even if you don't yield the result that you should, you know, get, um, at least, you know, you tried because it would be worse if you never even fucking tried, right? Like, oh, why didn't I say this? Why didn't I say that? Like, I know people would like say shit to me or do shit to me when I was younger and I'd hang up the phone or walk away from whatever happened. And uh, I, 
I'd go home and all night I'd be thinking, fuck, why didn't I say this to the, that person? Why didn't I say that to that person? Um, now I'm getting a lot more responsive. So meaning that in the, in the moment I, I react a lot quicker, but like, God, like I remember even like what decade ago and when I was in, living in Toronto, uh, I remember I had to wire, I had to wire, not even wire, I had to send money to Mexico and there's some sort of like, this is before they had all of these like apps and shit and easy way to transfer money, transfer monies. And I had to, I'd, 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 I had a girlfriend at the time in Mexico and I, uh, I'd bought her flowers, I think. Yeah, I'd bought her flowers and the company in Mexico was kind enough just to do it without uh, charging me in advance. And so I wanted to wire them or send them money. And so there's one little meek shit crappy little Latino store in Toronto because Toronto doesn't have a gigantic, at least back then, didn't have a gigantic Latino community or Hispanic community. So they didn't have a lot of options. Like I couldn't just go into any random grocery store or store and send money abroad back then. So I I tracked down this shitty little garbage, crappy dump of a corner store, which had this one little service where they were able to, you know, cheaply send funds down to Mexico. And I remember I walked in and, you know, the owner in there was obviously some, you know, some old, uneducated bum of a Hispanic guy. And, you know, he was on the phone when I walked in and, you know, he looked at me as many people do and not realize that I speak Spanish really, which is a fun thing to do, which is a fun way to look because it's great hearing people talk about you sometimes <laughs> when they are clueless that you understand what they're saying. Uh, fortunately, it's usually always been really nice things from chicks, but, um, so I walk into this garbage hole shit store. I need to look it up so I can tell you guys the name of it. It's probably not even, the guy's probably dead by now. It's been so long, but anyways, I walk in and he's on his phone and I'm just waiting there and he's just chit chatting on his phone and I'm listening and he's like, all right, buddy. Well, and this is what he says to his buddy on the phone, like right in front of my face, almost not realizing he speaks Spanish. He says, oh, well, now some guy walked in. Uh, He's the color of your shit. So I better go. uh, I got to attend to this guy. And he's like, yeah, but I remember that. He's like, he said in Spanish, um, mi piel, like, mi piel es el color de su popo or algo or something like that. And I was like, what? Like I couldn't, be- and I was so taken off guard. Like back then I would get taken, so taken aback. Like I, I never knew how to react or speak up. I mean, and I believe it or not, I just kept quiet. And what he, I, I did my transaction with him as though nothing had happened. And he's had, he was clueless as to the fact that I understood what he had said. And uh, I walked out and I was like, can you can imagine all these years later, I still kind of think about it. Because when people do negative things to you, remember it. I do anyway. They don't, um, but I do. So, but I remember like, fuck, why didn't I say all day? I was like, why didn't I say this? Why didn't I just march out? Why didn't I spit on the floor? And you know, that that's a younger version of me. The newer version of me probably would have just like knocked half of the shit off of his shelves, spat on the floor and then told him to fuck off. Um, but I didn't. But, you know, it's taken a, it's, it, it's taken years and, you know, it's kind of like Obama said when he was outgoing as president's final speeches. He's like, democracy is like a, a big ship and sometimes the course it doesn't go in a straight line. Sometimes it zigzags. And your your personal development is also zigzagging. Just as long as you're, to use the buzzword these days, trending in the right direction, that's good enough. Um, don't expect gi- gigantic cataclysmic changes overnight. So, you know, I guess I was, I was now that I'm talking to you guys, that's why I said I love this podcast. It's like my own therapy. 
now that I'm talking to you guys, I'm like, fuck, I was pissed with myself. I feel, I feel like I haven't made enough progress. But now that I think of it, I guess I have because at least yesterday, although it took, took the wind out of my sails, at least I was able to speak up and fend for myself in the moment instead of just accepting no from these idiots in, in, in Manitoba and then just being pissed for the rest of the day. I was pissed for the rest of the day, but at least I gave them the peace of my mind. And look what happened today. Had I just said, okay, I guess tough luck for me that you think they really would have gone to their legal department? Fuck no. So, um, you know, take those wins where you get them. So I'm glad actually we had this chat, even though I'm just chatting with thin air and <laughs> my listeners out there. But um, that's it, man. Oh, one other update on Invisalign. Today is day, sorry, today, last night I put in my third set of Invisaligners. Like, man, I cannot fucking believe how fast this is going. Like I'm supposed to do a total of 20 of these things over 20 weeks. And I feel like I blinked I'm I'm already on my third fucking Invisaligner. So it's like shit. And it's it's gotten easy now because I think the only real uncomfort I had was the first day and a half where it was really sore. Uh, but yeah, I, I was kind of a little bit concerned that every time I put in a new Invisaligner, my mouth would be sore all over again. But it's not. I, and I don't know, maybe part of it is I'm kind of using this technique where I pop the new one in before bed. So that way... My mouth is adjusting to it while I'm sleeping. So if it, there is any soreness, at least it's happening when I'm not speaking and I'm just asleep while my body's like able to, to heal and whatever. So anyways, guys, you know, great talking with you. Um, thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. And I hope to see you and listen to you guys on the next one, next episode of Hardcore. Uh.